dreading the pastor coming back because I am just loving this right now, Brother Jerry. Hallelujah. Amen. I, they asked me, so can you get Brother Jerry? I said, no, 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 I'm preaching. You know, but hey, get ready, all right? This, this is a whole new year coming along, and y'all get ready. Praise God. No telling what kind of changes are going to take place. God sometimes has to put a bombshell in the middle of you to cause us to get that kind of approach, that kind of an attitude. Anybody can fall in a rut, and y'all know what a rut is, don't you? That's a grave with both ends knocked out of it. And somebody called it a velvet rut. It's just comfortable there. We've done this, and this is how we do it, and we don't even have to think about it. But God can put that stick of dynamite down in there, Brother Ruck. Amen. And just shake us all up and say, oh, my God, I need to pray more. I, need, I do need to fast, and we all need to do that. Praise God. Amen. Philippians, the third chapter. Amen. This is Paul writing. Amen. Paul writing this. I love to hear Paul's writing. He can confuse you. You have to read over it uh, sometimes a couple times to get it, especially if you do the King James. But I don't want to get too far from the King James. Uh, there's other versions that I have, and I read them. Amen. But, but some of them kind of go off, and they leave out some stuff, okay? But so, so this is out of the King James Version, Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14. Amen. If you don't have a Bible, just look right up here. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. If you'll just step me here, I'll just preach while I'm reading the text just a little bit. Paul was saying, I have not made it yet. I've not gotten to the place where I really need to be. Paul asked us to bear with him in certain things. He even said in another book, he said, when I would do good, evil's always there present with me. I, I, I never heard anybody, any apostolic, confess like he did. Now, we have Pentecostals, Jesus' name, UPCI people, we really have a struggle with that because when a person, by the time he gets to be a pastor or a bishop especially, he's supposed to have it all together by then. But Paul confessed that when I would do good, evil is always there present with me. And he didn't stop there. He said, you know, those things I would do, I don't do. And those things I don't want to, that I do want to do, I don't do. He, he was confessing that he wasn't in total control yet. It's, it, it sounds like it's a little self-serving here. Y'all have to forgive me. Some of you all who critique me pretty good, you know, and, and think I'm a little, you know, off course every once in a while. But you got to be careful. We have to allow people, no matter what level they are, to be who they are and what they are, especially in the pulpit. If the enemy can get you, amen, critiquing the, the pulpit, then, then you're, on a, you're headed the wrong way on a major highway because you're not the only one on that road. I've not apprehended yet, but this one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Verse 14, I press toward the mark, Brother James. I've got to put some effort in this. You can't win the ball game like Brother Jerry. You can't just sit on the sidelines or just kind of lollygag around and just wait on God. No, 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 no. You've got to get in the game to make a score. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Britt White, God's going to do some good things for us this year. Why? Because we're waiting on Well, we're waiting on him, but we're going to do some things in between. We're going to get that planning session. Elders, amen, we're going to, we're going to put our brain to work and put our heart into it because we, we just smoothly slid into where, no, 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 no. We've been in a battle. It's been a struggle to get to where we are right now. Somebody said, I just don't want to go. Guess what? I felt like walking out of here, folks. Can I be honest like Paul? I felt like saying, you know what? Nobody wants to. I've never, I've never planned on doing this, never even thought about doing it for me, but I heard an evangelist say one time that he almost took his Bible and threw it in the trash can because nothing was working out. I'm talking about an apostolic preacher. Every one of us had the same devil come to us. I am weary. I didn't call myself to this position. I was appointed. We can use every kind of excuse that we want. I didn't want this microphone. So here I am battling people that I'm trying to help. That's why I'm going to change my focus. I'm going to put them on the Jameses. Amen. Amen. And the Brother Jerry's, Sister Shannon. Y'all, listen. 
You know, y'all, y'all, don't, y'all don't know this. I, 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 I got emotional. Sister Shannon, we love, we love Brother Jerry's wife. <laughs> Amen. In a class back here. Amen. I, I put her on the spot and I asked her to testify. Y'all, what a pastor. She just said it in her sweet little words. Amen. She didn't yell. She didn't scream. She didn't act apostolic. Amen. But I'm telling you, I got emotional where she came from. That's who I'm looking for, folks. I'm not looking for somebody who can quote the whole Bible. I'm not looking for people who know how to do everything right in the kingdom of God. I'm looking for people who don't know much, all right? Amen. But they know that they're in sin. They know that the, the enemy has his grips on them. And, but they feel something that's better. It can be better. And they're hungry for what we have. That's where my focus is going to be. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together one more time. Hallelujah. I'm getting refocused here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm preaching. You may be seated. I'm preaching today about this one thing. Now, I know, I know there's a whole lot of stuff to deal with, a whole lot of things that we could talk about, not about, but, but, but listen, you, you, you gotta, you gotta focus. You can't just, you know, just drift along and no, no, you have to find out some important things. You know, I've always said there's three important things. If you want to have anything in God, like a church, you want to have a Bible study, you want to have, you got to have three things. There's more than that, okay? In fact, I just added one to you. You got to have prayer, you got to have worship and praise, all right? And then you have to have the word. Listen, you can grow and bless people, and reach people, and help people if you have those three things. But, you know, there's another one that we can add to that, Brother Young. Amen. Brother Thompson, another one we can add to that, and that's fellowship. A lot of it talked about in the Scripture. Fellowship's important, folks. you got to rub shoulders. And this COVID mess, amen, it, it's hindered us. It, there's, there's no, I can't describe how much harm that's done because we're like, we're trying to, we're trying to obey and we're trying to do right and not spread the germs you know, or the, the virus and doing the best we can. But it's hindered our fellowship. Not much standing around the fire out here. Amen. Bumping shoulders with each other and shaking hands and hugging necks. and Not much, uh, you know, uh, Brother, Brother Thompson going back and having youth. Amen. And just, have, just squeezing in there and just having a good praise and a worship service. Just shout and slobber and spit all over each other while you're preaching. Enemy, enemy has used this. He's not let a good pandemic go to work, waste. <laughs> Sound like a Democrat. <laughs> Can't let that go to waste. We got to, you got to do this stuff. All right. And so, so these, these things are what we're dealing with and what's actually happening to us. But, 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 but Paul said this one thing, you got to start, you got to focus in on this. What is, what is the deal here? This is why that we can have every kind of belief in the world around here. People vote any way they want to and still have a Holy Ghost revival. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, all right? And so, uh, you know, we just, we just, because our focus is not on that. That's just overflow. That's just extra stuff. But, but the one thing we have to do, amen, I, I, I don't think we're going to make much progress, amen, until we know what the one thing that Paul was specifically referring to here, amen. I think this is a question that we must, we, we all have to answer before we try to reach forth. That's the next step. I want to reach forth. You, you can do that, but you got to do something before you do that. Amen. Now, now we have the, the year 220. Amen. In our rearview mirror now, it's officially in the past. It's now history. 2020 is now gone. All right. It's back there somewhere. Amen. And And, and there is a, they, a, a long list, I use this for a springboard, all right, if you'll let me. There's a long list of things that were hard to deal with, amen, and hard for us to get through in the year 2020. We can write a book about it. In fact, there's probably people already writing books about it. I'm not interested in reading it either, all right? Amen. We lost people to the virus. Uh, my wife and I have friends, uh, close people. Uh, quite a few UPCI preachers actually died of, of this virus, amen, a, a virus that the doctors are still trying to figure out. 
We thought Dr. Fauci had all the answers, but he's changing up some things right now. We have new doctors coming out and saying, you know what? You know, the mask is the worst thing you could do. Separating is all you can, you know, is the worst thing you can do. I mean, we, we done got in the habit of it now, though. And we, you know, we're pretty stuck in, oh, no, you got to do that mask and make sure you shut up while you do it. And so we're all obeying here. Amen. Our government locked us down, quarantined us. People are divided on many issues here. And I just named a couple, all right? And, of course, major news outlets are partly to blame for this division. I'm going to tell you about me. I'm skeptical of every news person that comes on. So we're going to fact check. Yeah, you know who's fact checking? Somebody just like them, all right? Amen. Didn't the Scripture warn us that, the, that a house divided cannot stand? Satan is the author of confusion. And confusion and division happens when somebody don't tell you the truth. Big tech companies are blocking stories from Facebook and Twitter that they don't like. Who are they to judge what goes out or not? They allow stories that they, they approve of and that they like. Sounds like censorship to me. Can we just talk about that? little bit. That's what's going on around us every day. That's what's influencing us every day. Hallelujah. Amen. This country is on the brink of becoming a socialist country. It is. I mean, we used to laugh about this. It's hard. It's crazy. People, listen, we, people put up fences. The, the, you know, there's countries that put up fences to keep people in. Y'all know that, don't you? Actually, can't let them out. Communist countries. But we put up a fence to keep people out. We want them to come through the gate like you're supposed to. But we've got a, we got a hundred and something mile long fence in our southern border. Not to keep people in. People are trying to get here. Boris Yeltsin, I was just reading about it. I'd forgotten about it and looked it up to make sure I had it, the right person and the right date. Uh, he's a Russian diplomat. He visited America in, in 1989. He went grocery shopping. He was in some kind of suburb around uh, the Houston, Texas area. Went grocery shopping, and they said that he was, I'm, take, I'm saying this from the shallow part, he was in awe at all the groceries on the shelves of the grocery store. Obviously, he had never seen anything like it, and he couldn't quit talking about it. I mean, coming from a communist country, amen, what he did not realize is that all American grocery stores, stores was well stocked just like that one. Why? Because we're in America. That's why. Amen. And this is what is called the free market. This is what it does for a people. Our universities have been planting the seeds of America as bad. They teach people, and of course, not just the universities, but just the society. Uh, and young generation, I'm not against y'all, all right? I'm just trying to help you like my generation ahead of me tried to help me, all right? And, and so this, this whole, you know, they teach people what to get offended about. People are not even offended, but this is what you're supposed to be offended about. This is how bad they treat you. This is how bad it is, you know, so, so, uh, so we have a whole generation of people who believe that, that this is a bad place. Amen. It's, it, it's, it's ugly. So when, when, you, when you go broke, when everybody in the country, when the stock market falls like the Great Depression did, and then there's no money and everybody's poor, then what? Then guess what? Socialism looks really, really good. You're an easy target then. So it's all a plan here. 2020 is the year that all this became blatant. It's in the open now. So People can talk about it on a news station. People can talk about it in public, and I can talk about it a little bit. Now, now, what we're going to do now is just see how people vote and see how it all turns out and how it plays out. That's not my job. My job is to pray, to pray have church, win souls, be nice to people, good to people. Amen. Don't cheat. Don't lie. Don't steal. Amen. It was, it was 2020 that determined who and what we are. So I can see some good in it. It brought out probably what was already in us. All right, if we were disloyal, it brought that out. If we had malice, if we had hate, we had strife, that came out. That's what storms do. That's what troubles does to us. We can say, you know what, boy, them troubles. No, they didn't, they, the trouble didn't cause it. The storm didn't cause it. It was already there. You were disloyal to start with. And I don't know who I'm preaching to. I'm just, maybe I'm preaching to me. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I don't know. It, it might have just, just been plain old lack of faith. It's somewhere faith had something to do with it or the lack of faith. It, it could have been a number of things that we have not been happy about. Now, whatever steals your joy, hallelujah, amen, will change your direction. Whatever it is, amen, whatever's got your attention, whatever's better than this, Amen. It will, it will take you somewhere else. Amen. Now, we did make it into the new year, which brings us back to our text. The one thing that I have to do to forget. <laughs> I got to forget. Amen. I got, that's, that's, now, that, that, that may be easy as, as we think about it. I mean, maybe better, easier than we think maybe, all right? To, the, the pain the disappointment, the loneliness. And, I, and I'm going I'm to hit somebody in a minute here. The enemy does not want you to ever let go of the hurt. He don't ever want you to. Did you hear me? I said the enemy. He doesn't want you to forget it. He doesn't want you to turn your back on it. He doesn't want you to march away from what hurt you in the past. Now, I, I, listen, we do have rearview mirrors in our automobiles. But, but, but just notice the size difference between the front windshield that you look forward and the, wind, and the rear view mirror. It's okay to glance in the rear view mirror every once in a while of your life and see what happened and don't forget the pit that you came out of, that God helped you out of. You, you, we can't forget it. I'm not saying just put the curtain up there. We need to glance. But you can't keep looking in that rear view mirror while you're on the highway, you, you could get in a serious accident if you keep looking in the rearview mirror, okay? So we got to look up there, but keep our eyes forward here. Amen. Amen. Here's why the enemy doesn't want you to forget that. He knows that you can, you know, you can move on if you forget. Notice how Paul said it. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are be what what is it for? I mean, listen, I can't, I, I don't have enough time, and, and I don't have the vocabulary to express what is before us. Hallelujah! I'm talking about good things. I'm talking about prosperous things. I'm talking about health. I'm talking about wealth. I'm talking about getting along with folks. Amen. And it's nothing like coming close to a friend. Amen. And putting your arm around them and hugging them and loving that person and trusting that person and believing in that person. Nothing like it. But somehow the enemy can get in, and if he can separate that, that's what he does. Reaching forth into those things which are before, and he said, I press. I'm saying, I know I'm redundant today. I press toward the mark for the pride. Let's find out what's right, and let's just do that. I remember many years ago, Richard Hurd, he was a prophecy preacher. I heard him tell a man one time, amen. People trying to figure out, you know, we get caught up in religion. We call it, well, this is right and that's right. And, you know, we don't do this and we don't. Listen, every Pentecostal apostolic church is a little different flavor, depending on the leader. <laughs> All right. And so it probably wasn't heaven or hell issues, wasn't salvation issues. It was just issues. Anything will throw you off. And Brother Hurd said this, you need to decide what you're going to be and then just be that. There has to come a time where we have to make the, per I can't make it for you. Your mama can't make it for you. Nobody, you have to, I know some of us don't want to make decisions, but we have to make that decision. This is, this is who I am and what I am. I've got reasons to doing this. Now, I'm not saying I'm always right. This is what I believe. This is who I am, so that's just who I'm going to be. That, does that make sense? The devil doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to drift, you know, we kind of be unhinged and, you know, anchors in right now but but every wind of doctrine every influential thing that comes by hallelujah it will blow us off course we better put some lead in our shoes get to a place where we can stand and the wind can blow all that it wants to this is who i am amen this is what i am about now listen i hope it's here if it's not you need to find some place where you can have a pastor Amen. And be pastored. Now look, listen, I'm not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be ugly to any of you here at all. Wouldn't do this. But some folks have a pastor and somebody just has a preacher. Determine how he preaches and you could judge whether you like him or not, you know, or a bishop. And you could decide, you know, I'm just kind of iffy, but I'm not really sure. You don't have a pastor then if that's where you are. 
Can I just, this is the first Sunday of, of the year, y'all, so might as well just say a couple things. We need a pastor. I, I was just brought up when you went to the pastor, you just found out what he wanted you to do, and you just did that. You just did that. It's like Bishop Wright said those many years ago when he was changing churches all the time with the military. He just found out what the pastor, really, any issue, doesn't matter what it is. That's called unity, and that's called agreement. The devil doesn't like that. It blows his mind. It takes his authority away. It takes his power away. It takes his influence off of you. When you say, you know what, I'm with the pastor. Brother Wright said, somebody asked him the question, what would you do? Everybody's a little different. Everybody's a little, little less, you know, heavy on this point, and, you know, a little lighter over here, and a little strong, you know, this different. He said, I just found out what the pastor believed when I got there, and I just did that. That takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Somebody says, well, I don't know if I could do it. No, no, that's good. You're under the umbrella. You're under the authority, under the protection. People don't know that they get out from under that protection. So I don't know if I'm your pastor or just your preacher. I heard D.L. Welch. You talk about focusing, Brother Rook. Amen. You've probably heard, some of you probably heard this story. Amen. Sister Donna's heard them all, I know. Amen. But I heard D.L. Welch was a powerful, powerful man of God. He wrote books. He was, a, he was a Jesus name, one God man. When I was coming up as a teenager, I read some of these little pamphlets and books. Uh, went to Florida from over in our part of the country in Louisiana. They said D.L. Welch was just a character. He was a sinner. You know, you, know, you could write home about him. I mean, he was just a character. But, but he got filled with the Holy Ghost at some point out around Winsboro, Louisiana. And, but he left there and went to Florida, started a great church. It's still there today. Jesus' name, One God Apostolic Church. And, but, but he still had kinfolks, and he had people in the Winsboro, Wisner area around that area. And I was assisting Brother Nugent in that area, my wife and I, and we somehow, we were there two times. But we were there for a funeral. Brother Nugent was speaking. And also, and I don't remember, some kinfolks connected to Brother, Brother Welch. And he would have somebody drive him in a big Lincoln. You know, he was first class. He was made it big. His church was huge. And so I remember him driving up to that funeral home. Some of the folks had called him to help preach that funeral. And so I, I don't know the connection, a cousin, a niece, nephew, something. But he was there. The, the funeral had already began, but the, the, it, was a, it was a big funeral. Lots of people in the foyer the lobby, and I was just just the assistant pastor, and I was just there with the pastor. I think I drove him there. And so I was sitting there, and all those people crowded in. And Brother Welch came in, and I never knew him personally, never met him, but he was standing really close to me, and I was sitting in a chair. And, I, and, and this woman that you could tell, she wasn't a, a Holy Ghost person. Uh, she was made up real heavy and jewelry all over, kind of looked like Jezebel, reminded me of Jezebel. Anyway, but, but, but folks, people have a heart. You, you can't look on the outside of a person and tell who they are and what they are. Now, and, and Brother Welch had walked in, and apparently she knew him, some kind of connection, and he was famous in that part of the world. He'd come back home to help that funeral, in that funeral. And she said, Brother Welch, of course, obviously she knew what kind of sinner he had, she had heard about it, and that was a preacher, and God was blessing him, and miracles were taking place. And, and he was a doctrinal man. I mean, it was one God, amen, right on through, and he knew how to put it together. And she said, Brother, Brother Welch, what caused you to become a believer and become a Christian? I'm talking about the one thing here. What, 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 I don't know what I thought. I thought maybe he would go into some doctrinal stuff. <laughs> he could lay out. He could do it. He could lay I don't know, but he threw me off. Totally, Brother Ruck took me by surprise, and I'm just... I'm just eavesdropping. I'm just like listening in from a little short distance. And here's what he said. Blew me away. But this is, this is, the, this is the it. This is the thing. Okay. Amen. The one thing. He said, well, he said, I heard about a place where there was no sickness, no more dying, no more pain. It was a list of things. No more disagreements. No more hard feelings. No more offenses. It was just a whole. And he just kind of went down the list. He skipped a bunch of things to get to that, that one thing. I heard about a place. No more pain. No sickness. No, and, and, and I couldn't help but notice the makeup 
on this worldly-looking lady. He didn't talk about baptism. He didn't talk about how many gods they were. He didn't talk about holiness and dress. He didn't talk about all that makeup look, makes you look like Jezebel and need to get rid of it. None of that. He went past and through and beyond all of that that we see. And he went right straight into that lady's heart. And tears with makeup dripping off her chin because of that testimony. I heard about a place. Paul said it this way, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the good things that God has gone away to prepare for them that love him. Hallelujah. Isn't that a story? Isn't that the thing? Isn't that, isn't that the main thing? Brother Tenney wrote a book, the late T.F. Tenney. Amen. Don't forget to keep the main thing the main thing. That's why that he could preach in our one God, Jesus' name, churches. He could find those little churches, amen, Brother White, that you know about in Mississippi that never grew before more than 30 or 40 people or 50 people. But, boy, you talk about preaching the truth, amen, and walking the chunk line. You just couldn't hardly live by it. It was so strong. He could preach there, and they would shout and weep and cry. He could get in the biggest church, more charismatic than anything else, who didn't believe fat meat was greasy, amen, and preach to those folks, and tears would flow down their face, amen, and God's spirit would move in and bless. He just somehow knew, amen, what the main thing was. And we need to keep that right in front of us, amen, at all the time. Whatever you believe or don't believe, whoever you agree with or don't agree with, amen, let's find this. Listen, we're going to a place that God's preparing for us. He said, you, you can't describe it. We've, there's, there's never been anything. There's nothing to compare that with. Well, it's like so. No, no, no. There's nothing on this earth, amen, that can compare, amen, to the glory, amen, the bl- gates of pearl. Hallelujah. Walls of jasper. There is a street of transparent. We've never even heard of that hardly. Transparent gold. A tree that produces a different fruit every month. Twelve different kinds of fruit. Hallelujah. Talk about reaching. Amen. Amen. We can't afford to take our eyes off of the goal now, folks. What is it? F- figure out what it is and then start working on that and ask God to help you with that. We pick churches like we're trying to pick a new dress or a new suit. It fits good. Mm. No, 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 no. Find you someplace that ruffles you up. Find, listen, if a preacher can't stir you up and move you, if he can't touch your emotions one way or the other, listen, you need to find somebody else. Amen. If he just preaches just what you like all the time, he's the wrong one. I don't mean to slap people around, but I am here <coughs> to give you a nudge, to give you a push, turn you just a little bit. Amen. That one thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It, 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 it's our destiny, folks. It's where we're going and how we're going to get there. Hallelujah. It's all in the book. Amen. Forget what happened in your past. Lot's, Lot's wife. Amen. She paid the price for looking back. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. Moses had a Pharaoh, amen, to contend with. It never was handed to him. God said, you go tell Pharaoh to set my people free. God said, oh. Moses said, okay, I'll do that. Finally, when he was convinced. Well, you talk about a job. You talk about a deal. It was, it, it was a lot that went on before they marched out of bondage. That's God's design, folks. It's not the preacher's design. It's not mine. I thought we'd have the building be done. I thought we'd have this one remodeled by now. I, you, know, I, you know, these offices knocked out. This thing expanded. Y'all, it's going to be beautiful. But, but it's just been a lot of hardships. Brother Sean Libby called me the other day. We chatted a while and asked about the building. And I said, I've got the patience of Job. I'm still believing. Hallelujah. Still, why? Because I'm still fighting the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua and Caleb, amen. They had 10 negative peers with them. You know, 12 spies went over. They, they, wasn't, they were not, their job was not to make a judgment. They're, they're, they would just went over to look and see who and what was there, the lay of the land. Amen. But, but, but these negative guys, amen, that were with Joshua and Caleb couldn't see the truth because of fear. 
And so that was Joshua and Caleb's test. Put people right with them and didn't believe. I mean, they were faith preachers. They were believers. Caleb said, and Joshua said, let us go up at once and possess the land, for we are well able to possess. And these guys were telling a different story. No, we can't do it. No, they're giants in the land, and we look like grass. Every negative thing they could possibly say. They were placing a curse because negative people always gain an audience, usually bigger than ours. Because we tend to be negative. Oh, it won't work, okay? Paul became the first apostolic basket case. Y'all know that, don't you? Hallelujah. On the road to Damascus. When he finally got there, amen, got baptized, got filled with the Holy Ghost, and Ananias laid his hands on him. Amen. But they let him down sometime after that because he got so obnoxious. How would you like to have Paul for, you know what, if we could bring somebody, and I'm trying to close, bring somebody back like Paul. Everybody he preached to made him mad. We talked about it here the other night. We love to hear Morel Cornwell. By the way, he scheduled. He was scheduled last year, but because of the COVID, we couldn't have him for men's conference main speaker. And so I just talked to him after that and said, hey, we're just going to keep you on for this following year. And, 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 and such a good speaker, preacher, conference speaker, whatever kind of con- – I mean, just, you know, he's just super – but, but he, he tells the story, some of y'all hadn't heard it, of the first Bible. He's the Bible study king. Taught more Bible studies than anybody. That was his desire. Anybody in the world, okay? And the first Bible study, he tells the story, got kicked out. They drove him out of the house. His doctrine was different. You know what? You get in this Bible, it's going to cross up with just about every religious person you know. People have accepted Christ as their personal Savior. They've done all the whole deal. They got some sweet pastor that just music to their ears, and he looks right, dresses right. He doesn't offend anybody. He walks right. Everything he does is right. He knows that's the way he better do it because they'll get rid of him because he's a hireling. Y'all can't fire me. I was here before you got here. Y'all might be a different story with Chad because he's not the founding pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all might could vote him out. All right. I don't know about that. I don't know why that's written. Our elders will have to look over that for us and help us out a little bit. Hallelujah. But Paul was let down. He bothered people. He disturbed truth. You know, you know, the Bible said it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Cuts both ways. Hallelujah. You get close to this Bible, it'll get down to where you're living. I mean, I'm teaching right now. But Paul, because of that, he crossed up with them. And they let him down in a basket with a rope tied onto it on the outside of the wall of Damascus. I mean, what kind of, you know, you wouldn't want that on your resume. But Paul went right on. Amen. Later, he was stoned and left for dead. Now, this would have been a really, really good time, y'all, to quit the church Find a new line of work. This is bad business. I don't know if you've ever seen a stoning or not. It's just not a pretty sight to see. I mean, stones, big stones, they hurt and kill. But Paul just put that problem behind him. Hallelujah. And he continued preaching this powerful, life-changing word of God. Listen, there's nothing. Amen. We have to get to the point where nothing's going to stop me from doing this. Listen, we can all win souls. You can have your own church, mini church, underneath the umbrella of this church. Amen. And, and just do the work of God. Hallelujah. David had a giant to deal with. It, listen, it's throughout the Scripture. I just skipped and just whatever came to mind. But, but you get into this, everybody that ever did anything worth anything in their life, they had situations just like this. David had a giant to deal with, and he asked a question. Here's This is really important. He asked the question, is there not a cause? Oh, yeah, David. Amen. It's on the other side of Goliath. You got to get through him first. Amen. It, you know, it's not behind you, but it's somewhere ahead of you. That's where the good things are. That's where the blessings, if we can just get through that, Amen. So the Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing. Just do right. Do the right thing and keep doing it over and over. Because he said, in due season, that's what Paul said, you will reap if you faint not or if you don't quit. Amen. So it's easier to quit, easier to give up. Amen. And then justify it because I got stoned. There was a giant that was almost 10 feet tall standing in my way. And so what else could I do? All reasonable. Amen. But Paul didn't quit. David didn't quit. Amen. 
Joshua and Caleb just hung on in there for 40, almost 40 years, marching around the same mountain. You know why? Because they were not looking back. They were looking ahead. Amen. And one day they marched in. Let's all stand together. Y'all come help me a little bit. One day, it took a while. Amen. One day they marched, amen, around Jericho. They took that. They went across that river, all right? And God gave them the promised land. But it wasn't easy. God had to send the storms. He needed to find out who was loyal, who was faithful, who had faith, who didn't have faith. How does he do it? Does good preaching do that? Nope. Does good music as well as we like that and enjoy that? It peps us up. No, no, that's not it either. That's all good. Everybody did just what I like and what I wanted to do. Everybody voted like me. Nope, that won't do it either. Hallelujah. You got to understand that. You got to get that part of it. Amen. It was a storm. It was a battle. It was a war that took place. You know what? If we could go back in history, amen, I've heard stories of my uncle was in World War II and my great uncle was in World War I. And I've heard stories about people who never, never thought about God much. They did. That's about all they did. They thought about God thought about church. They, they admired certain people in the church, preachers, Christians who went to church. They just couldn't bring themselves to do it. And just wouldn't do it. But when the bullets start flying and the bombs start going off, men begin to pray. God knows what it takes to bring out of us what's really, we, we really want to do it, but we just can't see any way. But we get in a storm. We get in a battle. We get in a war. Issues. When it comes right down, amen, where they like they used to say, like the, where the rubber meets the road, amen, they call on God. Don't, don't, be, don't be too, pride, too prideful and proud that when trouble hits, I've known people this, well, I wouldn't live for God now. I'm about to die, and I'm not going to pray now. Well, you dummy. All that's about God. God sent the storm. He allowed the storm. He's in control of all of that. And he did it for you. So if you're in trouble right now, you got issues that you don't know how you're going to handle, that's a perfect time to come to God. Hallelujah. Perfect time. Just understanding this. I don't know why we feel like we just get in the church and everything is smooth sailing. No, no, no. Read the Bible. Amen. They all face struggles. Did you know that all the disciples were killed except John the Baptist? Or not John, but John the Revelator. John the Baptist was killed. He was, he was beheaded. Amen. Because he told the king the truth. <laughs> he married somebody else's wife. Had his head chopped off. They all, they all died. And, and John, the one that, only one that didn't die, some of them died with stoning. Some of them were, Peter was crucified upside down. Horrible death. These are men who were the first apostles. And we think that we're going to, get in the church and get our relationship with Jesus and, and we're not going to meet any giants and no storms and disagree. Well, yeah, we're going to have disagreements. Hallelujah. But we're going to keep a right spirit. We're going to forget those things. We're going to forget those people that hurt us in a negative way. Amen. We're going to look forward. Hallelujah. And I'm believing in God's people. I'm trusting God for you. Amen. Some of you are going to come through this battle that you're struggling with right now. And guess what? Because of that, amen, there will be brand new people like Brother Jerry Klein. He's not new now, but when he, I kept, I kept seeing him show up over here. You know, he grew up as a kid in the Sunday school here. Came back and he'd sit right over there. Amen. Brother Dan, right about where you are. And he didn't look like, he didn't, wasn't dressed like he's dressed now. <laughs> but he would just show up. But worship would get going. And Brother James and his hands would go up. I'd see the tears. I'm talking about forgetting those things and looking forth. Some of us may be a little too religious. But when, I, when church was over, he would be out. He'd be gone. And I, he wouldn't do a visitor card because he wasn't a guest. So I didn't have a phone number. I told my wife, I said, I've got to find out how to get a hold of Jerry because somehow I'm missing him. But I could see something. Hallelujah. You weren't worried about politics. Amen. He just felt God's presence.
Hallelujah. Amen. I did get a hold of him. Amen. And look where he's at. He's one of our elders in the church. He's made a few people mad too. Good for you, brother. Hey, good for you, brother Jerry. Amen. I'm getting closer to you all the time. Hypocrites and faithless people and religious people, you'll make them mad. You'll make them uncomfortable. So you got my blessing right here. Now, did I do that all right? It make that official. You know what? Other people is in the same shoes you were in, and Sister Shannon, they love you. It's only people who's raised in the church. Never been through it. Hey, this mom and daddy did it for me. Amen. Sinners going to love you. That new drug problem, you know, ministry that we start. Brother James, he may be one of your main guys. There's people around. I can't relate to them, but you can. You talk their language. That place will be full. And then by the time we get the new one built, I don't know how to, maybe this is something we can talk about. Maybe both of y'all can be at our planning session. You'll be there, but maybe bring Sister Shannon. We'll get somebody to keep the kids or something. Amen. But, but this is an issue, folks. There's alcoholics everywhere. We all know an alcoholic. We got kin folks. Our neighbors are alcoholics. Drugs everywhere. Little Shane, amen, just died of an overdose. And it's not because he was a bad person. It's just out there, and those folks need help. Why don't the church, why can't we? We're going to do it. I'm, I'm envisioning that right now. Amen. People surrounding you, how did you do it? And you get to tell them, amen. I, amen. Shannon, I can't, I can't forget. I, I know I'm going a little long in my closing here, but it's okay. Somebody, I'm still preaching to somebody. Shannon didn't, Jerry knew about the Holy Ghost. He had it as a kid and got away from God in Bible college by the way but he made it back she didn't know anything about any religion and she sat right back there in fact brother James maybe in that same place where you're sitting that's a dangerous spot right there <laughs> maybe I'm just saying it's a powerful spot and she just kept coming and she's smart I know that I could pick that up when you deal with people of you know like you know she got a, she uses her brain and so she didn't jump right into anything but we just kept having church and Brother Jerry kept coming. He kept bringing Sister Shannon. She just, she was just there. But that night, Brother Thompson, amen, I don't even know, maybe it was a Wednesday night. I don't remember, was it? Wednesday night, worship got going and praise got going. And Sister Melissa was playing the music during that time. And the spirit got to going. And I don't know what she saw in Sister Shannon back here. But Sister Melissa got off the platform, came right down, and this is how she prayed for her. She put her arms around her, just like this, Sister Young. And they prayed, and the church prayed. And in a moment, Sister Shannon starts speaking in a language that she didn't know. Hallelujah. Evidence of the Holy Ghost. Power of God. Hallelujah. That's what, that's what we're looking for, folks. That's, what we, that's who God's got his hand on. And listen, God's got his hand on all of us. But that's the folks that appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It hadn't been that long. They, see, it's easy, Sister Kim, for them to remember where they came. We remember where he came from, too. But theirs was a little more recent. Oh, look what God did. This is what happened to me. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about this new year, folks. Amen. I can't wait. To, for, listen, I'm forgetting a lot of things already right now. Y'all tell you that, okay, at my age. But I, I, maybe it'll be pretty easy for me to forget 2020 because <laughs> there's so many good, exciting things ahead of us. Oh, what a service. What a service. Amen. It's coming, folks. I'm going to open this altar before we get out of here. Amen. No way I could, we could do this without, amen, at least coming to the altar. You can stand in the altar. Amen. This, 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 is, this is evidence. Amen. This is a sign I'm taking. It's like, you know what? There's, there's, there's another step for me to take. There's more. I didn't get it all. Amen. Paul said, I, I, I've not yet apprehended I, I haven't made it yet. I'm expecting, amen, God to help me take those last steps, amen, into that mighty personal revival. When we have a personal revival, guess what? It'll run over and splash over onto somebody else. That's right. Come on up. If you're a guest, you're welcome. Just come with us right here. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to just worship a little while, amen, and get close to God. Amen. God, here I am. Amen. God, I'm just here. I really don't know what to say, God, but I'm just here with you. I'm here to receive. I'm not worthy. 
Hallelujah. But God, you promised you would love us no matter what. And God, I love you. Hallelujah. You want to get God close to you? Tell him you love him. He loves that. He can't resist you. And when you start saying, God, I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Maybe just the extent of your prayer. Amen. All the other stuff, all the issues, all the problems, all the setbacks, they become second place and third and fourth and on down. Nothing like getting close to God. Amen. Jesus' name. That's it. That's right. Just take your time. Amen. Y'all just lead us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I surrender. Oh, hallelujah. Just give it all to him. Just give it all to him. Give it all to him. I surrender all. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Hallelujah. Open yourself up for more. I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all.
to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender. and sing it to him now. time there's a prayer to him I'm going to close with here. This same book of Philippians, I have a few highlighted, underlined scriptures. Amen. Paul said, this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Now watch this. It's just, it's just one little word in here. 
that caught my attention. He says, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Amen. We're living in an offended, and I already said it, people are taught to be offended. Just what you do. Get offended. Do this without offense. And remember Jesus said in the last days many would be offended. Prophecy right here. Now, for some of us that think that like things just going to be, and I'm not trying to paint a bad, ugly picture. I, I would much rather go through the storm with God than like a lot of people go through the storm without God. I mean, the storm's coming no matter who, but I'd rather have God with me in the troubles and all the stuff. And Paul went, in, went on into this uh, second chapter of Philippians. No, it's still in the first chapter. In fact, close to the last, about verse 29. For unto, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him. Now, you know, some folks, major religions, believe you just believe on the Lord, and that's it. You don't have to think about it anymore. Seriously, I'm, I'm not making fun of it. That's their doctrine. Believe on the Lord. He said, but let me read that again. For unto you it is given on the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. How do you do that? All you guys, very simple. Just preach the truth. Because I'm talking about religious people. And, of course, they pass that on down to people who are surrounded them, sinners. And they, uh, you know, it's just part of a truth. And so you start telling the truth. They, they think it's some new doctrine. No, it's in the Scripture here. A half-truth is not a truth at all, all right? And if you add to the truth, then that's not truth either. That's why when you're sworn in to be a witness, and that's what we're all called to be, you shall be witnesses unto me. If you go to a, a court right now and they swear you in to be a witness, they say, do you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth? So help you God. Because the truth is the truth, and it stands all by itself. Don't need anything added to it, and it don't need anything taken away from it. Don't leave it out. Don't add to it. Amen. Now, that's why the, the disciples were stoned, crucified, thrown into prisons. Why? Because they told the truth. And, and Paul said, you'll suffer for that. Amen. Because in the last days, men would call good evil and evil good. They got just perfectly backwards. Praise God. Amen. It's so good to be with you today. Amen. I, I, you know, I hope we reach somebody with the help of the Lord. I just feel like God touched some people. Set some goals for yourself. We'll help you with those goals. If you don't know really what to do, we'll say, hey, here's what you do. Praise God. Get you a Bible study. We'll help you with it. Teach your neighbor some truth. Praise God. Hey, and, and like Brother Jerry preached that few minutes, come to church. Come to church. And, and, and this same writer, Paul, said, don't forsake that. We've got a good reason to do it now. Don't come because you might get to go. You know, I'm going to say this again. I'm going to echo. Y'all think I'm a broke record here. Amen. But we all go to Food Line. We go to Walmart. Not knocking food, food not at Walmart. We brush shoulders. Our basket gets real close. We try to do the six-foot thing. Amen. But we rub shoulders with all kinds of We don't know where they've been, where they came from. Especially if you go to Walmart. People going to eat, folks. They got to get groceries. And then we come, but, but, you know, people are afraid to go to church. If you go to Walmart, Food Line, any other groceries, Safeway, whatever it is, you can come to church. I think we're safer than all of them. Praise God. And you don't have a basket to push around. Hallelujah. Praise God. You just walk. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless you. Love you, everyone. Hallelujah. It, it's my choice. It's my choice to love you. Amen. Those watching, God bless you if you're still watching us. Love you. Hope I see you soon. Looks great today, this first Sunday of the brand new year. Let's live for God, folks. Amen. Don't forget those dates coming up fast, those fast days, 21 days. Now, if you fall off the wagon, don't just quit the whole fast. We'll be talking about it later. Just do what you can, all right? We want you to be a part of it, and let's do this together. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Be friendly. Smile at somebody. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.